All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Arabia G. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on warning the wicked. The righteous men and women of the Most High understand the importance of their role in terms of warning those who lean on the wicked ways in this Babylonian society. Those who love and support Babylon are oftentimes knowingly and in rare instances unknowingly partaking in wickedness. You see, the Most High gave us common sense and discernment. The Most High gave us a gut instinct to know when we are doing something wrong So ultimately, many of us know that we are partaking in wickedness, but we just don't care. And that's the truth behind it, because the Most High is going to be patient with each and every one of us, especially when we're younger, growing into adults. There's always a grace period of time that the Most High will give us for being ignorant, for being clueless for being naive but there comes a time when we need to be held accountable for our actions and that's exactly what is happening right now and we are living through these judgments and prophecies that are right in front of us you see I continue to have people in my life hold on to the idea that things will return to normal and they'll be able to get back to the life that they had known because we got to remember that we've been conditioned to dislike change change is scary for the vast majority of people why do you think most people don't even know who they are all the way down to the fiber of their being, who they are as a man or a woman. who, what, what is their identity? Who do they resemble? What are their principles? What are their morals? What are their absolute cutoffs? You see, Babylon has indoctrinated us into systems in which we get so accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle that the vast majority of people do anything to get back to that lifestyle, to get back to that sense of normalcy, regardless of what it entails. You know, those who've been paying attention have, have seen 
how far the goalpost has been kicked time and time again and how the, ma- the masses continue to allow the carrot to be dangled in front of their faces. This pandemic has been the prime example of separation. The Most High is forcing people to choose their sides. You know, people have free will. We've always had free will. There's always a choice. And don't let anyone tell you that they had no choice. They, there's always a choice. You can take the easy way out or you can take the difficult way out, which is righteous. You see, Babylon has created a web of an indoctrination through our education, financial, government, healthcare, and religious systems. And these systems have really created complacency in the masses in which some of them are intelligent enough to know that there's wickedness and deceit and manipulation throughout these systems but they're so familiar with these systems that they don't want any change they can't even imagine governing themselves they couldn't even imagine having no authority or dominion of man over them. They couldn't imagine. You see, because most people only can follow what they can see. And that's these systems. They see it every day through the education, the financial, the government, the healthcare and religious systems. These systems that have pushed you so far away from the Most High that most people don't have any idea of the Most High. When you speak on the Most High, they automatically attribute it to a religion. They ask you, oh, what religious sect are you a part of? What what, what God are you worshiping? What, What church do you go to? They can't even fathom the fact that they've been brainwashed and that the Most High never gave man religion. Man created religion. The Most High never created the financial system and money, nor did the Most High create government. these systems are man-made. All of these systems have been created in a Nephilim beast system with the intention of entrapping the souls of everyone who partakes in the systems. That's the whole point of these systems, is to move you further and further into idolatry and further and further away from the Most High. The Most High gave us simple instructions to choose life by seeking righteousness or choose death by seeking wickedness. That is how simple our instructions are for living a prosperous life full of peace of mind. To be fruitful and to multiply, to enjoy the beauty of the creation. And to spend time with family, work hard, 
on your own family, on your own righteousness, have a plot of land, have sunshine, be one with nature, respect your neighbors and love your neighbors, share with each other, raise the youth and the future generations to be righteous so that they know how to take care of the creation of the Most High and they love the creation of the Most High because they love the Most High. Teach them to worship only the Most High, nothing else. That really is how simple life is meant to be. Yet man has created clutter. Man has created confusion. Man has created deception. Man has manipulated. To the point where so many people have been led astray and so many people have been robbed of living the life that Most High intended them to do. Instead, the collective has traded in living a life of prosperity for a life of wickedness and calamity. An easy, lazy life in which you are told how to act and what to think by these wicked societies. Societies that have been created to control the masses in every way, shape, and form. Societies that have been created to ensure that the masses accept every type of abomination. Societies that are truly here to lead the masses to slaughter. Warning the wicked isn't an easy task. Oftentimes the righteous recognize right away that it is an uphill battle with their family, their friends, and those in our lives. We are realizing very quickly that many of our family members, friends, and those in our lives refuse to listen to us. Therefore, they refuse to change. Ultimately, they are denying the truth and refusing to seek righteousness so that they may live. This reality is difficult for many of us, for us to accept, but it is a reality that we have to accept. Warning those in our lives is one of our main priorities right now because time is of the essence. You know, the brother... Paul Davis had an incredible lesson on the importance of exposing and how time for lessons is basically over. How now it's about exposing this whole Nephilim B system, this whole society, because it's crumbling. So people have an opportunity to get up out of it before it's too late. The wicked elites have expedited all of the evilness that is occurring in the creation of the Most High because they know that their end is near. I mean, look around. Can anybody count how many false flag mass shootings there's been? Or how many false flag police killings there's been? Can anybody keep track of that? just this year alone 
and then all of the false flag talks of world war world war with china russia the u.s other countries what do you think they're gearing you up for what do you think they're prepping you for it's going to be all out chaos very very soon you see you can feel it in your spirit if you're in tune with the most high and that's why i give all glory and praise and honor to the most high because if it wasn't for the most high i would just be a sitting duck just like the majority of people i would just be waiting waiting patiently waiting to be told what to do told when okay i can resume my old life i mean if that's not slavery i don't know what is if that's not wicked control i don't know what is but that's literally how people are living right now they're living in such denial that they'll look at somebody like myself or somebody like you who's righteous and warns them and they'll scoff at us they'll mock us they'll just continue to be patient and wait right you got to ask yourself what are you even waiting for because if you really believe that things are going to go back to normal you're going to be waiting quite some time because it's never going to happen the most high is shaking the creation is shaking the people to wake up to righteousness plain and simple in the words of Edgar Mendix he's shaking the people to wake up to his righteousness and that's all that matters at this point is righteousness righteousness is the only thing that's going to allow you to escape righteousness is the only way for the mental spiritual and physical shackles of babylon to be released you see the righteous who are doing this work who have been on the narrow path of the righteous with the most high we've already released the mental and spiritual shackles we already have called out the education the financial the government the healthcare and religious systems we've already done our due diligence we've already created and shared our lessons with each other you see we've already been gathering the puzzle pieces and putting them together but we know that the last shackle is the physical shackles and that's going to only be released by the most high We're going to do a deep dive into the perspective of the righteous in terms of warning those who seek wickedness whether knowingly or unknowingly we still have to warn them We're going to do a deep dive into the perspective of the wicked in terms of ignoring those who seek righteousness because we're at a point we're basically at a stalemate, a crossroad. Where eventually the wicked are going to turn on the righteous. They already have in most cases. Many of us have already had so many run-ins with family, with friends, even with strangers. Many of us have been verbally and even physically attacked by strangers because we don't want to partake in their false flag psyop and coronavirus and COVID-19 that we don't want a virtue signal like them you know just because someone is wicked doesn't mean that I want to be too 
but they hate when they see somebody who's different. They hate when they see somebody who can see through the gimmicks and is cool, calm, and collected because they aren't. They don't have peace of mind. The Most High already told us that there's no peace for the wicked, right? The Most High already told us that calamity is for the rebels, sinners, and those who forsake righteousness and forsake the Most High, right? I mean, we've already been instructed about that. We've already been taught that. So it's no-brainer that we are seeing this. The Most High tells us that his people are stupid and are not discerning, that we are wise at doing evil but know not how to do good. So we are witnessing all of this, no matter how many warnings we give to people in our lives. It's as if they just want to hold it out. They just want to keep holding out hope. And one thing I've noticed is that it's as if these people want to keep you around. You know, a lot of people who have chosen their side still want to keep tabs on you. They still want to keep an eye out on you. They still are watching from afar, even if you know or you don't know. Because they, deep down, they know that the system has failed them. But they may be, you know, too arrogant, too egotistical, too ignorant, too prideful to admit that they should have listened to someone who was trying to warn them out of love. Whatever the case may be, that's just what we're starting to notice. That's what I've started to notice in my life. The righteous are an abomination to the wicked. The wicked are an abomination to the righteous. We are like oil and water. You don't mix. Many of the righteous are starting to realize how deep we are despised by our own family members, our own so-called friends, and those in our lives. They may not even know that they are being hateful towards us. You know, because it's a spirit, right? You know, when you have the spirit of Babylon and the spirit of wickedness, you're not going to even realize that, you know, I'm in adultery. I am in a web of deceit. So to you, you are living in reality, but to the righteous, you are far from it because this is never was, this never was a reality that the Most High created for any of us. To be living to work and working to live, to be stressed out all day, trying to make ends meet, to be charged for water, to be charged for food that was given to us, to be charged for land and a place to stay that was supposed to be given to us, to be charged to, to travel to places that were never even created by man. I mean, how, how simple is that when you actually break it down? That somebody acts as an authority or, a dominion, or has dominion or governance over a plot of land that they did not create with their own bare hands, with their own mind, with their own soul, with their own flesh, nothing. They had nothing to do with it. They're just in it. But somehow they have a whole authority, dominion, and governance over it. And they can tell you what to do and how much it costs and how long you can be there. They even gotten to the point where they say, hey, you can't visit this area of this earth. You can't visit this area of this creation. Many of the wicked are starting to realize how deep they despise the righteous because we are a reflection to them. You know, imagine holding up a mirror to somebody 
and they don't like the reflection, do you think they're going to like the fact that you're holding up the mirror? It's as if, you know, somebody's got spinach in their teeth and you tell them and then they get mad at you. They get upset at you. How dare you tell me that? How dare you point that out? That's embarrassing. It's rare to find someone who's seeking righteousness and living a righteous life who hadn't once lived a wicked life. Those who've listened, supported, and have grown with the Narrow Path to the Righteous podcast know how I've been 100% transparent with my life. I've allowed myself to be an open book and view the podcast as my diary and personal therapy along with time with the Most High. I've held nothing back because I know it's my duty to share my experiences so that we, that they're relatable to everyone. I don't need nor do I ever try to be holier than thou because I'm not, nor do I pretend to be. I don't need to pretend that I'm the most righteous person who walks the creation of the Most High because I'm far from that. I'm a young man who's still growing in my work on the narrow path, in my walk on the narrow path of the righteous. I'm a young man who's still learning and growing through my mistakes and my sin. I'm a young man who's unraveling the layers of deception and indoctrination that has made the fabric of my life and my identity. I'm a young man who's still learning to put my common sense, my discernment, my logic, my rationale, and my reason before my emotions and my feelings. The path of the righteous isn't a cakewalk for any of us. However, when we begin to walk on the narrow path of the righteous, we are fulfilled and we never want to go back to our old ways. It's just, there's no chance. We don't create content through YouTube videos, podcasts, social media, or any forum to exalt ourselves. The righteous don't even seek money for spreading the truth. We do it because we know how vital it is for those in our lives to face the reality of the world. It is vital for them to do so because they will then be able to hold themselves accountable. Once they hold themselves accountable, they can change. Once they begin to change, they can grow. Repentance is not only asking for forgiveness, but it's also genuine change of one's actions, attitudes, and thoughts. Once the Most High will know whether someone genuinely wants to repent and seek life through righteousness, then the, then the process begins because only the Most High will know whether someone genuinely wants to to repent and seek life through righteousness. You can be, you can talk about it, but you got to be about it. And only the most high will know if you're being genuine. You see, man can lie to each other all the time. We can mislead each other all the time. We can bamboozle, deceive and manipulate each other all the time, but you can't do that to the most high. Not at all.
Unfortunately, the righteous are quickly realizing that we're at a time where the vast majority of our family, our friends, and those in our lives will never change. It's a difficult reality for many of us to accept. You know, once we get to the level of acceptance, that's when we can truly move on and focus on our own lives and the small remnant of those who wish to seek righteousness just like we do. We are in dark days. Days that will only continue to get darker as the days, the weeks, the months, and years continue on in Babylon. The majority of the masses are so far gone due to their soul ties with Babylon. Deep-rooted soul ties that are for the majority of the masses, which will never be broken. It's far too late for the vast majority of our family, our friends, and those in our lives. I started to realize and understand that most people don't want to face the reality and the truths of life because it's too it's far too frightening and scary. You know, for most people it's just they'll even call it negative. They'll say all you're doing is being negative. Why can't you be positive? I look at I look at things more positive. I like to be I like to be hopeful about the future. So they'll demonize you because they're trying to make themselves feel better for not facing the truth, for not looking at their reflection in the mirror. They do whatever they can to make themselves better, look feel better, and then they demonize you because how are you making them feel? Not good. You know, calling out someone's character flaw or calling out their reflection really upsets the vast majority of people. You know, the righteous, it's not like our approach is always tight-knit and perfect. We don't even pretend to say that to be that way. But we've noticed that we just have to be genuine and stick to our guts, no matter how somebody's feelings might feel. Yes, of course, you don't want to be disparate. You don't disparage somebody or call them out their name. But when it comes to righteousness and truth, we have to stick by it. And we have to stand up for something because if we stand up for nothing, what are we going to fall for everything? We already know that. The wicked elites have carefully crafted a false reality in Babylon. A false reality that was created to enslave the masses and dominate the creation of the Most High. A false reality that is here to desensitize the masses and push us away from knowing right from wrong. A false reality that teaches us to accept abominations in all forms without any question. A false reality that has is focused on consuming the masses and erasing their souls. A false reality that focuses on combining man with machine to create a transhumanist society of wickedness. A Babylonian society that focuses on using the tools of brainwashing, indoctrination, and predictive programming to bring about cognitive dissonance, delusional psychosis, along with spells upon the masses. 
the masses have successfully become the guard dog and lap dog to the wicked elites in this Babylonian system. You know, we know that because they'll do anything to defend people they don't know, a system that's continued to lie to them and deceive them and destroy them. They'll continue to ironically still defend it. You know, I've already said many, many times that, you know, the relationship between the masses and Babylon is that of an abuser and the abused and how the abused cannot ever leave the abuser because they have a soul tie. That soul tie runs deep and it controls them. It's like a parasite that eats them from the inside out. If you're righteous, and you go against the grain, and you go against the establishment to seek the truth, you will be hated. The process may not happen right away, but trust that you will trigger a deep emotional response from family members, friends, and those in your life. It will begin to dislike and even hate you. Often, oftentimes, their tactics will be to chastise, gossip, humiliate, ignore, isolate, and slander the righteous. They will begin to paint, to point fingers so that they can refrain from any type of accountability. They will immediately play the role of the victim and they will demonize the righteous, no matter how in the wrong they are themselves. victimhood so that it is to be expected that the majority of people are afraid of accountability and are allergic to accountability and that is why the truth can be painful if you point out anyone's reflection they will ultimately despise you and that's why I've gotten to a point in my life where I've just accepted that I cannot help most people. That as long as I present them with the information, then I did my job. As long as, as I'm unbiased and present the truth to them, then I did my job. I have to move on. I have to move on to those who truly want the truth, who truly want righteousness, who truly want salvation through the Most High. So I don't stress myself out by worrying about what I cannot change. That in and of itself is pointless. And it creates 
anxiety, stress, and turmoil in one's life. I don't need to be worried because the most I said, fear not. So I've learned to take all of that worry about my family, my friends, and those in my life, and I've turned it into ways of being productive. I've used that energy to fuel myself in my fitness and in my health and in my research and in my studies. And then that way, I have a clear head, I have a clear mind, I have a clear heart, a clear soul, a clear spirit, and I just pray for their mercy. I do my best to lead by example, and I just accept people for who they are. No need to argue, convert, convince, debate, persuade. None of that. It's not worth it. You know, and... I'm curious as to when most people will wake up because eventually people will be forced to wake up. That goes without saying. I'm just curious as to when the majority of people will do so. And in my spirit, I can feel as if the Most High is going to do it very soon because all of the psyops that they've given to us this year, all of the false flags mean something and they're adding up to something bigger that the wicked are planning something these wicked elites these Nephilim these Jesuits these Freemasons the Cabal all of them work together throughout all the nations of the world all of these countries work together clearly something big is in the works You know, that's why we have division schemes. They want to create unrest. They want to create anger. They want to create tension. They want to create worry, angst. And eventually they want violence. What they're really gearing the masses up for is a race war. And to start fighting each other. And then imagine, once this race war is underway that they can just take away the food take away the water take away the electricity what do you think is really going to happen once we hit that level brothers and sisters what do you think is going to happen it's going to be all out chaos and mayhem in my heart i just feel that the month of may is going to be a roller coaster ride and the intensity is going to be turned up notches. The frequencies in which they give us, the wicked elite to give the masses, will be turned up extensively. You know, I've done my best to warn them, and, you know, I have thoughts in which I wished that I woke up earlier, but ultimately, the Most High decides if you're going to be woken up and when. So I no longer hold that over myself anymore. I just do my best to create this content by sharing my wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that the Most High blesses me with and giving it back and learning and listening from other brothers in the truth, allowing myself to be corrected. If I'm wrong, then I'm going to change. Plain and simple, I'm not going to hold on to ideals just because I feel strongly about something. 
you know, I can I, I can look in the mirror and see the level of growth because even just a year, year and a half, almost two years ago, when I was heavily into reading the Torah and heavily into the ways of the Torah, I had no idea that it was a Nephilim book. I had no idea that it was a book full of spells and magic. I had no idea that the stories were so corrupt. You know, you get those gut instincts when you do read stories where it's like, you know, this doesn't make sense. This is confusing. This kind of seems harsh. This kind of contradicts the most high. You know, you get those gut instincts. But that's why I surround myself with brothers and sisters in the truth who are willing to investigate, who have years of more experience, if if not decades. They're older than me. I respect my elders, especially the ones that have been most high only and have shown nothing but resilience and righteousness and love towards the most high and ones that are open to change themselves, that are not just stuck on some kind of mindset or some kind of indoctrination or any of that. Those are the people that I look out for and that I respect because I know that for them, there's no agenda tied to it. They're unbiased. And I learned how to apply that to my own life. Where I just now use the Torah to seek righteousness. I don't lean on the stories. I lean on the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. The things that I know deep down align with my spirit. Because technically, ultimately, we have righteousness in us. We know right from wrong. That's why we're supposed to train our children up, because ultimately a child is born innocent and a child can only view life through the lens of themselves. A child does not know the concept of selfishness or wickedness. This child is only going to know what it's the environment in which it's brought up and who brought them up. That's all a child is going to know. So when you become older as an adolescent going into your young adulthood you already start to learn the right from wrong but the unfortunate thing is most adults lose that aspect of themselves because they ultimately forsake the most high it's not like the most high just forsakes you for no reason it's it's done by your actions and your actions alone the Most High doesn't play favorite. The only thing, the only time you can ever say the Most High plays favorite is in terms of righteousness, because the Most High favors the righteous. The Most High does not favor the wicked. The Most High has patience for the wicked, because we already know that when the wicked multiply, it's because their end is near. But at the same time, if you woke up today and you know you don't have a steady in genuine and honest relationship with the Most High, that's mercy right there. The mercy I gave you an opportunity to change. What do you think we've been doing for the last year, almost year and a half, people sitting at home? But yet, how did people spend their time? Were they using their time wisely? Were they researching? Were they looking into things? Were they searching for the Most High? Were they, were they peeping the warnings from the righteous? What were they doing? You got to ask yourself that because that's the mercy and patience that the Most High displays to those who seek answers in life, to those who seek truth in life. And that's how my life has ultimately shaped up to be. I've been on this path for the better half of a decade. 
and it's tuned up in the last five years, especially the last two, two and a half. I've always been inquisitive. I've always questioned the narrative, even when I was in the latter parts of junior high going into high school right after 9-11. I just knew something was wrong with 9-11. I knew something was wrong with the story, with the hijackers, with the war, with the racism, the man-made racism towards Arabs. I just knew in my spirit. You, you know something's wrong, but I, I was young when all of this happened. I was in seventh grade when 9-11 happened. I was, I believe, going into eighth grade when they, when Bush, that puppet Bush, announced the war, us going to war. And how we were lied to through propaganda that, you know, the war would end really quick. We'd only be there for a quick stint. They knew what they were doing. There was no such thing as a quick stint. How they got everybody on board with a war against people that we don't even know by using propaganda, by using the television, the tell-lie-vision, by giving a narrative and then just running with it because everything happened so fast. And now you, you, you can't even look back at stuff like that. It's as if the his, our history gets erased. A decade ago, most people can't even recollect what happened. They can't even remember because there's too many psyops and they've had too much tele- technology. They've had too much GMO food. They've had too much fluoride in the water in their toothpaste. They've had too much alcohol. They've had too much drugs. They've had too much sex. They've been numbing themselves this whole time that they can't even remember what even happened a decade ago, let alone 20 years ago. Then I myself used to numb myself with the alcohol, with the drugs, with the sex, with the distractions. But the most I remained patient with me. Most High allowed me to hit rock bottom and give, gave me a choice, a fair choice. Do you want to change? That was the choice I was given. Because I know if I would have taken the other path, I would have been just like these other people. I'd have been lined up, getting excited about a death shot, about the mark of the beast. Virtue signaling, saying, hey, I got the shot. Did you? I'd be just like everyone else, ignoring and chastising people who went against the narrative, calling them conspiracy theorists or calling them crazy, saying that they needed help. I would be just like the herd. I would be practicing herd mentality. I would be practicing escapism. I would be a victim. I'd be loving victimhood. These are all the things that we warn our family about because I lived it. I think, you know, where I've really gotten to understand is that people really just want to be left alone. They don't want to deal with it, so they ignore it. You know, a lot of people have the mantra, the mentality that if I don't face it, if I don't deal with it, it can't be real. The thing is, I've dealt with it, and it's taken 10 years of my life to get to this point. I've dealt with it. It wasn't easy. Many setbacks, many hurdles, many times I fell, but I continued to get up because my heart and my soul were in the right place throughout most of it, most of the 10 years. I'm not going to say all of the 10 years because there was a spout in my life when I got into listening to documentaries such as Zeitgeist where it convinces you that the Most High is not even real. 
it bangs on Jesus for being an idol, which is true, but then it also goes after the Most High and gives all glory to man, to space, to education system, to the financial system, to government. Basically, all of these man-made systems, it gives you a little bit of truth, but then sprinkles in 90% deception and lies, and I had fallen for it. I was foolish. I was dumb. I was stupid. I was wicked. I was vile. All of these things I lived. But the most I was patient with me. You know, the last couple of months to years, I've really been pushing and poking at my family. Warning them against propaganda. I remember having a specific conversation with family about the, the, the importance of turning off the TV well before this coronavirus, this pandemic, well before COVID-19, before any of these lies. I remember telling one of my parents during the Trump's presidency that they need to turn off the TV because I saw how that changed the parent of mine. They were so consumed. They were angry. They were hateful. They were emotional about a character, essentially about a puppet that played both sides of the fence. We really think that government has our best interests at in hand. You know, I, I started to watch the change in that parent, and it was, it was scary. Because all they could talk about was one man all day, all long. No time in, in the word of the Most High, right? only time people really pretend like they care is when they go to church, to man-made church, these religious sectors. They just want to feel good, and then they go home, and then they're just back to square one, right? Back to the idol worship. Back to the acceptance of abominations. Back to listening to the propaganda. Back to trusting in their government. And it's a vicious cycle. Because the system is meant to corrupt you and destroy you. Not meant to save you, to love you, to have your best interests at hand or your children's. No. You know, even in the last couple of years, I've been warning my family and my friends and those in my life about the importance of not falling for the division schemes. People that I I had grown up with or had known, whether a colleague or a friend or a family member who never once fell for the division, never once fell for the racist tactics. You know, they might they were aware of racism because racism was taught to us. Think about how the education system always pushes the idea that, you know, brown people were only slaves, that that's their only history. That the white man, only the white man held them down. That's all we've always been indoctrinated and brainwashed into believing. So people were, even the people that were aware of this falsified system, this falsified history, didn't even partake in it. They still had friends from all different types of colors and backgrounds and, and nationalities. But now I've noticed these same people falling for the division schemes, the divisions such as, as Black Lives Matter, as if that makes any sense. If the group Black Lives Matter cared about being inclusive, they would say Black Lives Matter too. Your life matters 
and my life matters too. All the lives matter, right? All the righteous lives matter. That's, that's how their slogan would be. But those with eyes to see, with ears to hear, with and minds to think with know how powerful world, words are and what they're really trying to accomplish with that slogan. It's a divide and conquer scheme. It's to make one side the oppressor and the one side that you can point fingers to towards and call evil and blame them for everything and they make one side the victims. The ones who can do no wrong. The ones who basically have never done any wrong. But are okay with being victims, with okay with jumping to conclusions, and are okay with practicing racism themselves. You see, like, that doesn't even make any sense. It's, it's complete deception. It's hypocritical. And it's naive. To get mad at just one side for all your ailments, but not hold yourself accountable. And then also get practice the same thing that you say they're doing, which is racism. You know, I've warned friends about groups such as Antifa or the deep state or politics. Only to continue to watch these friends fall deeper and deeper into it. Even my, my family is into politics. Not so much Antifa or the deep state or any of that nonsense, but politics for sure. And even with the friends that I've had that have been into Antifa, the deep state, I know I'm missing some other groups. It's as if you can't talk any sense into them because they really believe that these are real movements, that they're not government entities. They'll, they'll believe Black Lives Matter is a government entity, but there's no way that they can believe that Antifa or the deep state or President Trump was playing them, was fooling them. That that president was a puppet and just playing its role. That was it. Nothing more, nothing less. And people can't fathom that because it begins to break apart their world. And when you begin to break their world, it eventually shatters. And they're the ones that view that they're left to pick up the pieces. No one wants to clean up a mess that they feel like they didn't create. You know, that's why it's so obvious that people want to continue to run from reality. They want to continue to run from the truth. They want to continue to ignore the truth and then get angry at you for bringing it up. You know, that's just the time that we live in. You know, even throughout the years, I've continued to warn them against idolatry and how it will destroy them because idolatry, no wonder why it is a, a commandment because idolatry is dangerous because idolatry can be in any form. It could be, it could be man. It could be a man-made system. It could be a deity, a demigod. It could be a religious sector. It could be anything, a celebrity, an entertainer, a musician. You know, we've all partaken in idolatry, all of us. We've all idol-worshipped someone or something and put it before the Most High, all of us. I mean, just think about it looking from, from the perspective of loving your celebrities and your entertainers and your musicians. That's idolatry. I've partaken in it. Hanging on to every single word they say. 
they tell you to do something, you go run and do it. And you don't even know these people. These people don't even care about you. Nor these people even think about you because they don't know you. Like I said, there's no way that they care about you because they don't know you. How can someone or something care about you that doesn't even have a relationship with you? Or even know that you exist? But all of us have fallen for that hoopla in some way, shape, or form. Not knowing what's happening to us when we do fall for it. Not knowing where it's leading us when we do fall for it. Idolatry is completely dangerous in terms of those who partake in it and practice it. Because it just, it removes you from the most high even further. It removes you from the truth even further. It's as if you're tumbling down a cliff, a steep hill maybe. And every single time you try to climb up the hill, you keep falling and falling and falling until you get to the bottom. And then now it's just this uphill battle, this continuous uphill battle. That's how idolatry is. It's, it's almost impossible to get up to the top and get out of it. You can view it as a quicksand even. You know, the righteous, we've warned our family, our friends, colleagues, those in our lives against worshiping other gods such as Christ, such as Allah, such as Buddha, such as Muhammad. And that's really where people can't comprehend or fathom the idea that you can believe in God and not follow religion because religion has been created to deceive us, to divide us, to manipulate us. It's a big business. It's a multi-trillion dollar business if you add up all the religions and you add up all the financial sectors, the ways that they make money. It's a multi-trillion dollar business. So of course, there's thousands of religions. Of course, people can basically make up their own religion. I mean, what, what do you think that is? What does that mean? Of all the thousands of religions, people are gonna claim that their choice is the best. That they will doom you to hell if you don't follow everything that they say you should do, believe everything that they want you to believe. You know, trust and believe I've had this type of negative energy in my life from certain family members that I won't go into saying who they are or what relation they are to me, but certain family members that cannot let go of their demigod Christ. You can't even have a normal conversation with this person without them bringing up their idol and needing to push something on you as if they have some kind of wisdom or life lesson to share with you, but they don't. They have no truth. So the righteous like view it as like how silly it looks for someone to try to push something on you that you know isn't even real, that you know is d destroying them, that you know has curses upon them, that you know that is a spell on them. It just looks outrageous when people do this. And you continue to warn them over and over and over. You give them scripture. You give them other videos that they can go check out for themselves. Because what I've noticed is oftentimes family is not going to change if you warn them. But if somebody else says the same thing, boom, they're going to change. And then they're going to come back to you and say, hey, did you know such and such and such? And you're going to be like, yeah, I told you that. You know, they're never going to hold themselves accountable. They're never going to acknowledge wait a minute this my daughter my son you know my brother my sister my niece my nephew my cousin my uncle whatever who it may be was in, was correct 
but they'd rather go get it from an idol, which more than likely is already mixed with other tr lies. But if it's you, if it's you, the family member, why, you know, why would they listen? Why would they come back to you and let you know, hey, you were right about this. Thank you for telling me. That's how, that's how most people operate. I just peep it. I just peep game when people do that to me. I don't even need to say anything to them because I'm not responsible for the truth. I didn't create the truth. The truth has been here before I even was born. But I view people like that very, in a very interesting light because it just goes to show to me that most people don't know themselves and most people are frightened about the truth. So when you show them something that ultimately is truth and it happens right before their eyes, they don't allow themselves to even give you any validation because what else could you be right about? What else did you warn them about that they need to relearn? You see where I'm going with this? Because people want to be able to be in control of themselves, right? They want to be able to pick up the, the, the laws, the statutes, the commandments of the Most High by themselves on their time, however they want to do. They don't like it when it comes from somebody else, especially if somebody else used to live a very questionable, wicked life, just like maybe them. Then they begin to question it. They, they, they can't fathom. That you were right because it just validates you, it validates everything you said. And it be becomes frightening for people because then they have to go home and think about what else you said. What other warning? Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. Is this person right? I hope not. I, I bet they're not. I bet they're not. Then come to find out you are Ch crickets, chirping, just gone. Or they give a non-energetic, oh, you were right, my bad. No, no, I'm sorry, nothing. My fault, my bad. That's everybody's favorite slogan these days. No one can just give us straight up, hey, I'm sorry, man. It's always my bad, my fault. As if that means anything. And I'm not here to be putting a foot on the necks of my family like that or friends because it's like I don't care I'm just gonna warn you of course I care about you and yours in your soul but I don't I don't care about needing acknowledgement for sharing something with you but trust that I do see how people interact and see how people are when it comes to receiving the truth and pretending like they don't know who they received it from it's the idolatry they hear it on TV or from their favorite celeb or word of mouth from somebody else who acts like them, then they run with it. You know, the worshiping of, of other gods through idolatry is what's holding us back as a collective. We are held back. Why do you think the wicked have expedited everything? Because they know they can get away with anything now. They sold you a fake virus. They sold you a lockdown. They've crushed your economy. What else do they have to do before it becomes obvious to them, to you, that something's not right? That, hey, I was warned about this, but I haven't done anything about it. You know, that's when the panic mode starts. You know, we continue to warn them against holding on to the ways of Babylon, but most people are never going to hold on. It's a sinking ship, and they're still on board. No life vest. No life raft to save them, nothing. They're just still on board.
And that's a lot of what we have to do in terms of warning the wicked, in terms of helping them see things for what they are, see reality. That's why it's an uphill battle for the righteous. That's why it's it can be tiring. That's why you may need to take a break. Because it becomes too overwhelming. It becomes too draining and heavy on your spirit. But we may never we must never give up. We must continue on with warning the wicked so that they can choose life so that may they may live. the changes in Babylon and the changes in these societies we must be aware that nothing will go back to the way it used to be and the righteous already know that we've known that these days were coming many of us have been in the truth for years or decades or many of us are new to it but we know that something is off and we know that these are the judgments and the prophecies of the most high and that's really what separates us from the people who forsake and rebel against the most high is because they really have no clue they're just sitting ducks they're just hoping and wishing and praying that we're incorrect, that our warnings are going to be proved wrong, that they can prove us wrong and then laugh. That's really how the mo- most people view it. That's really why people will keep you at arm's length. Because they want to be able to tell you, hey, yeah, what you said about Babylon, what you said about America and it falling, yeah, you're completely wrong. You know, the stock market's up today. You know, Bitcoin is through the roof. Dogecoin is through the roof. You know, this, that, and the third. You know, oh, they just lifted the mask mandate for vaccinated people. You know, all these things. Not really realizing how far outside of reality they really are. Because they've made a soul tie with Babylon. They have a covenant with Babylon. They have multiple covenants with Babylon. That's the issue. That's the problem here. And many people are just not going to get it until it's too late. You know, and that, that's really what can weigh heavy on people's minds, hearts, and souls. Because that's what weighs heavy in mind is that I've done my job with people. I've done my job warning. But... I know that righteousness is just not popular. I know that righteousness is just not something that is widely accepted. It's not the majority rules. It's not a part of the herd mentality. People don't want to be righteous because then it's going to be work. Then it's going to require accountability. And then if something requires accountability, then it's going to require change. 
and change takes effort. People don't want to do anything. People don't want to be moved. People, you know, people actually are okay with sitting at home and being locked in all day and Netflixing. So they don't want to change, and therefore they don't want to grow. So of course the righteous eventually are hated by the wicked. It'll get to that point. And it already is at that point in many cases. It's as if all the warnings that you can give them don't matter. Because for them it's easier to look away from the truth and pretend that it's not there. Than to face it head on and make adjustments that will save their lives. And that's really where we're at brothers and sisters is that people have a choice they have a decision to make they have to choose their side there's no ignoring this fact anymore that they ultimately will have to choose their side because the most high is forcing everyone and there's going to be a big shaking shaking and there's going to be a big awakening in this year just this year alone because the wicked elites have already told you their game plan. They've already told you that they want to vaccinate such and such amount of people by a certain amount of time. And they're going to turn on the righteous, the ones that don't put the abomination in their body. They're going to turn on them next. That's the next step. So we know that our time is limited in this system. The ability to share the truth is going to be limited in this system. We've already seen the propaganda, the censorship, and the gatekeepers. We've already witnessed all of that. We already know what that means. We already know what they're doing. And that's why the righteous, we don't give up. We've, but we've learned to put our attentions elsewhere. If somebody doesn't want the truth, Especially if somebody doesn't care for the most high, we just move on. No hard feelings, no nothing. We just move on. We know that that person has made their bed. And now it's time for them to lay in it. And we just accept it. I don't need to be going around protesting and holding up signs. Being on the corner, trying to read scripture to people. No, the Most High never instructed us to do that. The Most High just told us to share what we could and create the warnings because we're in the age of technology anyway. So there's really no excuse for people basically to have a mini computer in their hands and not use it. That's what it always goes back to the laziness of these idol worshippers, of the people in Babylon. I used to be just like them. I was lazy. I couldn't be bothered. I didn't care about my temple. I ate all the abominable foods. I used to, you know, drink all the types of liquor, beer, wine, hooking up, just just distracting myself, just numbing the pain. And that's the type of society that we're in today. And so it's going to get to a tipping point very soon and I say like I just said I feel I feel in my heart of hearts that the month of May going into the summer is really going to be crazy 
they're really going to ramp up the wickedness and the frequencies on the people. Because think about it, the, they don't want you and I outside enjoying the warmth and enjoying summer. Because if, if we're outside, that means we're gathering. That means we're talking with, to one another. And when you're in large groups, you can you can break things down better. When families are together, when friends are together, you can start questioning things much better. Not saying every family or every group of friends is going to be that wise, or there's going to be a righteous person in each one, but they don't even want to risk that. Because all it takes is just one person questioning the narrative or one person sharing information, and then that information spreads like wildfire. Why do you think they're suppressing the truth so badly on YouTube, where people have to go to places such as BitChute, Odyssey, Brand New Tube, a ton of other websites? Why do you think people are over there now? It's because you can't even get the truth out on YouTube. Because YouTube is basically mainstream. YouTube is at the point where it's basically almost bigger than cable. basically going to turn into its own streaming site and basically already has it's selling you movies already right selling you music it's its own platform so of course they can't have righteousness all up and available for people to see they even know with the use of manipulating their algorithms that people are still going to share and find it that's why they control the social media. That's why they put you in a Facebook jail or deactivate your Twitter account or your Instagram account, whatever accounts you may be using. It's just a form of control because they don't want you warning people. They don't want people questioning anything. They just want to be the only ones that give the narrative and give the propaganda and then everybody runs with it because this is their last days. They need to inject you. They need to defile you. They need to create you into a beast so that you're a part of a transhumanistic movement, that you become one with the machine. And then they got your soul. They have a patent on you. They own you. No longer are you tied to the Most High, but now you're tied to Babylon, where they can manipulate your body, the frequencies in your mind, everything, your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, your organs. And these are all things that are out there to, to research. These are all things that they've admitted if you take the time to research. But again, like I said, people can't be bothered. You know, recently, and I've spoken about this before, me and my lady have been on a, me and my woman have been on a, a movie kick because movies will tell you the truth in plain sight. You'll be surprised how many movies from years or decades ago sum up what we're going through now as a world or as just an individual country or continent so we've been on a, a movie kick lately where you know we're not watching romantic comedies or stupid comedies or something that is just a waste of time we don't need time wasters we have a lot we could be doing so we've been choosing movies where we can learn something from it and then we can have a discussion on it. And it helps us see things even differently. It helps you unravel the onion of deception even deeper. 
to know that, hey, they've been planning this this whole entire time, this New World Order agenda. And recently, we just watched the movie Inception, which was released on July 16, 2010. I remember how big this movie was. I believe I was in, yeah, I was in college at the time. I remember watching it in college. I just didn't get it as much as I did now. It was more like I viewed it from like an action-packed thriller versus like really what they were telling us out in the open as far as the mental and spiritual aspects. And the synopsis of the movie, a thief who steals corporate secrets through the use of dream-sharing technology is given the inverse task of planting an idea in the mind of a CEO. And, you know, the average person who reads that would just be like, oh, well, you know, it's just about a thief. It's about this and that. It's an action-packed movie. But no, this movie dropped gems on you in terms of reality versus our, versus our dreams or escapism. You know, Exception is an incredible movie in terms of how people view life and their refusal to live in reality, like I've said. You know, if they... If you give somebody the truth and they decide not to look at it because it's too scary, to them, your truth is invalid because they can only look at their reality, right? What you're showing them is crazy or it's a conspiracy theory because they can only live in their reality. So those who've watched Inception may be able to relate to my viewpoints on the symbolism behind Inception and the average mindset of people today. movie Inception, the characters have the ability to manipulate their dreams, along with the dreams of others. You know, oftentimes to the point where the characters in the movie lose sight of their own reality and replace reality with their own dreams. And this is made aware from the character Cobb, the main character, who had been partaking in inception but on himself and the fact that he had a troubled past and couldn't escape it always needed to relive that troubled past because of a distant memory and not so much such a troubled past just had something tragic happened in his past but his past to him was beautiful at a time and when you think about today think about all the people who are daydreaming and hoping and wishing to return to the old ways of Babylon, back to what they call normal. They themselves don't want to escape, escape that reality. They want to hold on to it. And they'll do whatever they can to hold on to it. The masses don't want to face reality with this COVID-19 pandemic. And they don't want to face the reality that they've been led to the slaughter because they've been bamboozled, they've been deceived, and they've been manipulated. Even with all of the deaths, even with all of the warning signs, even with all of the contradictions, 
from their wicked elites. They still want to believe that this path that their wicked elites have given to them is the only path out and the way, only way back to norm- normalcy. And that anyone who stands in the way, anyone telling them the truth, is an enemy. You know, if you've done even a few hours of outside research and started to use your common sense, your discernment, your logic, and your reason, you'd be able to see through this entire pandemic. You'd know that you've been bamboozled, deceived, and manipulated. You'd know that your life is on the line anytime you comply. You'd know that. I view the similarities of inception to people today. People today practice escapism. People want to ignore the signs of deception and would rather continue to escape reality. You know, we live in a world full of deniers and repeaters of lies. That's all people can do is just deny, 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 deny. And then the only thing they can do from there is just repeat the lie that they've been indoctrinated into, that they've been force-fed. They can't come up with any original thoughts from themselves because A, they don't know themselves, and B, they are to worship it, and C, they've lost touch with reality. You know, in the movie Inception, there were various levels to the dreams that an individual can partake in. There's different levels. You can go down, you know, two, three, four levels into a dream. A dream within a dream within a dream. And the danger of Inception was the fact that you cannot escape the dreams if you don't fight to do so. You know, I view reality as the first level in the Inception of life. The righteous remain on the first level at all times, regardless of how evil and wicked it is, because we're not trying to escape. The righteous rarely partake in the exception because we have the ability to change our reality. We don't fall for what Babylon tries to push onto us. The righteous depend on the Most High for, for direction, guidance, and leadership in all areas of our lives. And these idol worshippers depend solely on the various dream levels of the inception because they can create their own realities or escape from the reality of life. Think about this whole pandemic. The reality of the situation is things are closed down. People's lives have been all but ripped from the foundation, have been torn apart. People have lost their businesses, have lost their jobs, have lost their relationships, have lost loved ones through suicide, through the inability to get health care because refusal to take anyone in other than COVID, fake COVID patients. You know, that's really the people who are affected the most, not the ones that they say die because they have a ticker going on on TV and and you sit there and believe it because you're foolish enough to believe that ticker is real when you yourself haven't seen anyone up to this point actually die from it. But now that people have taken the vaccine and are dropping dead, you all are questioning whether it's tied to the vaccine, right? You all are hesitant. The autopsies all of a sudden are much slower than what they have been up to this point. You know, they could give you an autopsy every single day about people who have the COVID 
who are positive for COVID. They can give it to you every single day, but they can't give you an autopsy from somebody who takes a COVID shot and dies within the same hour or the same day or the same week or the same month. And you've all fallen for it. So your reality right now on level one is that your your old life is no longer here, but now the wicked are have to go down another level. They have to go into another dreamlike state, which is level two. Level two is where the CDC, the FDA, the WHO, all of their leaders, such as Fauci and Bill Gates, all of their gods, all their scientists, telling them, hey, you just need to do this, that, and that, and then we can get back to normal. And so they do this, that, and that only to realize, hey, Biden hasn't changed anything. Fauci's been flip-flopping. Billy Goat Gates hasn't, has been quiet lately. CDC has been wrong a handful of times. The FDA is hiding something. The WHO hasn't been forthright. But then they kick the goalpost and they dangle the carrot in front of you and they say, well, here's another thing that you have to do to get back to normal. And so the masses go deeper into the inception, another level. They're on level three now. And now they're about a year and a half in. What We're almost at May. It's about to be a year and a half in the next month. We're basically at May. Or at least since they said it left Wuhan, however you want to count it. But now we're in May. And even after they've gotten the, the vaccine, which is supposed to be their savior, even though they were told, you know, once the vaccine's here, we can go back to normal. They told you that in September, October, November, leading up to the fake election. And people ran with it. People saw Biden as a savior or Trump as a savior, and they fell for everything, and they agreed, and they complied. And now here they are again. Still no change. Now they're told, oh, well, the vaccines, are they may not work against the virus. You know, there's new mutations. There's W mutations. You know, there's there's variants. So whatever you put in your body, because you don't know, we know you didn't look into it, that's not going to last. You're going to have to get a booster shot now. Or, or they're going to tell you, oh, these shots might be here for life. So the masses go even deeper into the inception. So they go into the fourth level. And now by now, that poison and that liquid's already in them, and in that fourth level, they die. Who knows when that'll be? It might already already have happened because many have already died. It might be coming up, or it might be a year or two from now. But we know, anybody who's watched the movie Inception, if you technically die in in a certain level, then you're gone, even in reality. When I was watching that movie with my woman, that's really what came to my mind. I'm like, wow, this is very symbolic of what's going on right now. People don't want to face the reality of life. That nothing is normal, that they've been lied to. So they have to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into a dreamlike state. You know, Babylon is falling right in front of our eyes. Yet the vast majority of our family, our friends, and those in our lives are lying to themselves each and every single day. Or the level of idolatry they're under. 
has them under a true spell. And they don't even realize their new reality is a dreamlike state. Most people are just walking around zombified. It's it's amazing to witness, man. It's it's quite eye-opening. It's it's sad in most cases. It's disheartening. Because the righteous have family who live like this. We have friends, we have colleagues, we have those in our lives. We see strangers every day. Let's look at some quotes from Inception because there were some gems that the movie had as far as quotes. An idea is like a virus, resilient, highly contagious, and even the smallest seed of an idea can grow. It can grow to define or destroy you. And that was a quote from the character Cobb. And I had, my woman and I had looked at each other right when we heard that quote. When it said an idea is like a virus, resilient, highly contagious. That's all this pandemic is. It's just a deceptive idea to get into the minds of the people because they knew that they couldn't just usher in the new world order agenda by force. There's no way. People have too many guns. People are too stubborn. People are too have, have willpower, at least when it comes to a, a, an immediate threat. The fight or flight instinct kicks in. But to give them an idea so grand so wicked and twisted such as a virus you know they knew that people would jump on it i mean they've already been given this fake viruses from day one hiv aids you know swine flu bird flu ebola all these things nobody's ever seen it in person they just seen it on tv dressed up actors that's all they've seen so of course it was easy for them to do this so this idea is a virus. This idea, this pandemic is the real virus. It's resilient and highly contagious because it spreads. Once a lie is said so many times, think about how quickly it spread. It becomes truth. It replaces the actual truth. And another quote. What is the most resilient parasite? Bacteria? A virus? An intestinal worm? An idea? Resilient, highly contagious. Once an idea has taken hold of the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate. An idea that is fully formed, fully understood, that sticks right in there somewhere. And that's another quote from the character Cobb. And this brainwashing is truly the real parasite that is highly contagious and almost impossible to eradicate once the idea is fully formed where people really believe in this where people are really scared every single day to live their life to go outside that they think the most I would inflict this upon them it's just nuts it's, it's absolutely so disconnected from reality They say we use, that we only use a fraction of our brains, true potential. And this was another quote by Cobb. And that's another true statement because, you know, when you don't use common sense and discernment and you let other people think for you, you let establishments think for you, you are losing yourself. You, 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 don't, you, don't, you lose it if you don't use it. And for us to even believe that they say we can only use 10% of our brain, that's stupid. That's a stupid mindset to have how is that possible the most is going to give you a brain and you can only use 10% of it 
come on. That doesn't even make any sense. You become intelligent and wiser through experiences and thinking for yourself. If somebody tells you something, you're going to want to know both sides so that you can make a conscientious decision. You're going to allow the Most High to be your teacher, not man, because you know that the Most High is your only salvation. Do you see where I'm going with this? In the dream state, your conscious defenses are lowered and it makes your thoughts vulnerable to theft. This is a quote by the character Arthur. And that's what's happened to people. People are in this inception state and their conscious defenses are lowered and it makes their thoughts vulnerable to theft. They put thoughts in your head. The fact that you would even believe in a variant, the fact that you even ran out to get toilet tissue and aerosols should tell you something right there. The fact that you're okay with sitting at home and getting a little tiny stimulus check. Your thoughts have been hijacked when you're not using your brain. Well, dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up, then we realize that something was actually strange. That's a quote by the character Cobb. You know, that's what happened to me when I woke up out of the slumber, out of the inception. You know, the education system, the financial system, the government, the spiritual, religious systems. That's a form of an inception. That's a dream. We are all put in that dreamlike state. All of us have been indoctrinated into Babylon. And when we actually wake up, we realize that something is actually strange. That the reality that we're living in is not what it seems. That's when you start to wake up and see things. That's when you start to search for the truth and search for the Most High. One simple little idea that changed everything. The seed that we planted in this man's mind may change everything. That's a quote by Cobb. The character Cobb. And yeah, it was really just a very simple and wicked idea that the elites gave to the people to usher in this new world order agenda. And it did change everything. The seed that they planted in the majority of people's minds may change everything, and it has changed everything, that we've accepted every type of abomination to the point where we're so low that we're vaccinating our children with poison, with chemicals, untested. We're just being, we're openly being guinea pigs. We're putting face masks over our own children. That's how far we've fallen. And because that means we're falling along with Babylon. That's the symbolism of Babylon falling, that we've gotten to this point, and people need to start realizing that. And they need to wake up out of the inception and face reality. Because the righteous, we're here, we're waiting for people to come back to reality. We've been warning the wicked for too long, and now we're waiting. But time is almost up. Just recently, my woman had suggested what turned out to be a great movie entitled 1984, which was released on March 22nd, 1985. And here's the synopsis of the movie. In a totalitarian future society, 
a man whose daily work is rewriting history, tries to rebel by falling in love. A man loses his identity while living under a repressive regime. In a story based on George Orwell's classic novel, Winston Smith is a government employee whose job involves the rewriting of history in a manner that casts his fictional country's leaders in a charitable light. His terrorists with Julia provide his only measure of enjoyment. But lawmakers frown on their relationship, and in this closely monitored society, there is no escape from Big Brother. Those who've watched 1984 may be able to relate to my viewpoints on the symbolism behind the control of the masses through quote-unquote Big Brother, which can be viewed as our government, and the control of their body, mind, and soul. That's what the government is. Government is govern the mind, govern the mental. That's what the word government means, this control. So in this movie, they use the word Big Brother, but that really just means those in charge, the elites, the government, the establishment, the system. And this system is encompassed with so many things. You know, the character himself is in a job where he has to push propaganda on the masses, making the leaders look to be righteous and good people when, in fact, they're the ones committing the atrocities that they're complaining about just like what we're living through today. In the movie 1984, we are immediately exposed to a post-war dystopia in which the minds of the masses are completely controlled. So for anyone who knows a a brief part of the history they've given us, you'll notice the connection between World War II, the Korean War, and the Cold War in this movie. There's so many undertones. Even the communist state. The movie breaks down the life of those who are living in this dystopian-like society in which they are constantly exposed to propaganda through Big Brother-based government. And I don't want to give too much of the movie away in case people haven't seen it, which I do recommend watching if you are in the truth. But there are scenes throughout the beginning of the movie, throughout the middle of the movie, and the end of the movie where you just witness the society and how brainwashed and how bloodthirsty they are. Because they're being predictive programmed through propaganda. All they watch is the propaganda. All they listen to is the propaganda. And so they become the propaganda. They lose their minds. Even to the point where characters who were once friends turn on each other to save themselves. And they're quick to turn on each other. It doesn't matter if you're family. It doesn't matter if you're friends. Even one character's own daughter turned on them. And the character was happy that the daughter turned on them. It's, it's, it was twisted. It was really twisted, but it was eye-opening. What the movie was trying to show us in plain sight. And this is what we're living through today. Families turning on each other over this pandemic. Families threatening other family members saying that if you don't have the vaccine, if you don't wear the mask, you can't be around me or my family. You see how far we've gotten? And that was the same in the movie. If you 
were thought to be a person who isn't in line, then you are, quote-unquote, a thought criminal. And those who act out are punished and reconditioned through torture, such as shock therapy and physical and verbal abuse. Even isolation. Isolation is another form of abuse. Where you're isolated from people. That's how the system, you, you realize that this is what they're doing to the righteous right now. They're isolating us. It's a mental and spiritual battle right now. It's not yet physical. It's all mental and, and spiritual at this point. They don't want us warning the wicked. They don't want us warning our family and our friends. They want to ostracize us and cast us out and isolate us. That's one of the biggest tactics they're using right now. And in the movie, the subjects are broken down to the lowest point of the part of themselves. Their souls are taken and their dignity destroyed completely, especially if they are in contempt with the system and they're punished. And the masses of today don't realize how this movie is symbolic of what we are living through right now. Not only in America, but throughout the entire world. Some other countries are even worse than America. I mean, come on. And that's what really stood out to me and my woman. It's, it was just a dystopia. And many times throughout the movie, I was just like, you know what, I'd rather die like than live like this. Like, what live, We'll live the way those people are living. There's no way I would be able to survive in that type of society. And there's no way I would ever be able to fit into this new world order agenda. There's just no way. There's no way the righteous could because we have principles, we have morals, we have righteousness. We would never, ever fit into this new society. There's no way. And today's masses are, are enslaved physically, mentally, and spiritually. They're underneath these shackles and it is next to impossible for anyone to lift the shackles. Anyone who thinks for themselves is viewed as a thought criminal, similar to how truthers nowadays are deemed as extremists and were attacked and shamed by the masses. You know, the masses follow the media, of course, so anything the media tells them, they're gonna follow it. We're called quote-unquote crazy, we're called quote-unquote conspiracy theorists, we're told that we need quote-unquote help. There's a plethora of insults thrown at us from not only the system of Babylon, aka Big Brother, but also the slaves of Babylon, the guard dogs. They just are deniers and repeaters. They're regurgitators. That's all they can do in the system. And the realities of life in Babylon will only continue to get worse as the days, weeks, months, and years pass by. We will get to a point of a dystopia. You know, depending on how far the Mosai allows this new world order to go. But this new world order is exactly what they're depicting from 1984. Full control of your mind, your body, and your soul where they cut off your desire to procreate. You know, my, my woman had asked me, are they in trouble because they had sex? And that, that was a valid question because there's she, has, she made a point. It wasn't even so much about the sex. It was about the actual control of being one with another human being and actually feeling and enjoying the pleasures of life, enjoying freedom. It was symbolic. Yes, they didn't want people to fall in love, but it was deeper than that because love is freedom. 
Love means loving your neighbor. Love means loving your partner, your children. Love means loving the creation of the Most High. Love means loving the Most High. So, of course, they had to stop everyone, even at the lowest level, because it was a danger to them. What do you think they're going with it now? Where they want to turn you into a patent, where they have a patent on you if you put that abomination in your body, you're a patent. People don't know that. People don't research. You're owned by them now. So now they got any type of tricks ahead for you because you complied, because you are still living out the inception, the dream, that things are going to go back to normal. So you're going to comply with everything they give to you in the days ahead until you finally will reach your demise. And let's look at some quotes from 1984 because this too was another movie full of gems. Everything fades into mist. The past is erased. The eraser forgotten. The lie becomes truth and then becomes a lie again. Winston, that was a quote from the character Winston Smith, the main character. Yeah, and that's really where we are at, brothers and sisters. And I might have made a mistake. I don't think Winston Smith was the main character. Let me check real quick. I think that might have been O'Brien. Just watched the movie recently, so that could be why. I'm incorrect. And this is for those who want to watch it. I do recommend watching it. Okay, never mind. That was the main character, Winston Smith. Yeah, and that's it. They erase our truth. And the lie becomes the truth. That's, that's, that's our society. Thought crime is death. Thought crime does not entail death. Thought crime is death. I've committed, even before setting pen to paper, the essential crime that contains all others in itself. And that's another quote from Winston Smith after the deep programming that the character was under. There are thought criminals who maintain that the resistance is not real. Believe me, Winston, it is very real. Perhaps you are not familiar with how it operates. And this is from the character O'Brien. I'm attentive to the news, O'Brien. Indeed. Then perhaps you imagine a huge network of conspirators prepared to commit any atrocity to weaken and demoralize the order of our society. The reality is infinitely more subtle. But Goldstein himself fell into the hands of the thought police. He could not give them a list of his agents. Such a list does not exist. They are not an organization in the sense we know. Nothing holds it together but an idea. Individually, they cheat, forge, blackmail, corrupt children, spread disease and prostitution in the name of spreading knowledge from generation to generation until in a thousand years. This is a quote from Winston Smith. And that exchange was important because the antagonist, one of the antagonists who was a part of Big Brother, was basically brainwashing or continuing to brainwash the main character into their belief system as if there was some kind of enemy going against the regime when really the Big Brother, the government, was the enemy. It was the enemy of the people. They would use war and propagandize war and say that there's outside people trying to destroy them, that they were the ones, you know, cheating 
foraging, blackmailing, corrupting children, spreading disease and prostitutions when it really was their system. The government was the one doing it to them, but they were pointing the finger elsewhere. And that's what we have today. What are your feelings towards Big Brother? And this is a quote from O'Brien. I hate them. A quote from Winston Smith. You must love them. It is not enough to obey them. You must love him. A quote from O'Brien. And that's when things were getting pretty messy for the character Winston Smith. And they were being forced to recognize their treachery and being a human being. And they were being tortured for being a human being and basically being told, you must follow Big Brother, you must follow your government. And it's, it's not enough to obey your government, you must love your government. That's, that's that's exactly where we're at. That's you must love your idols of today. You must follow them. Power is tearing human minds apart and pulling them back together in new shapes of your own choosing. And that was a quote from O'Brien. And that's literally what the elites have over us, over the wicked, is the power to rip their minds apart through brainwashing, through predictive programming, which creates the cognitive dissonance and the delusional psychosis. It creates another person within a person. And it's just something to think about. And that was a great example of a movie that I'd watched recently that just is symbolic of what's going on today. And I highly recommend watching it if you are in the truth, because you're not gonna watch it for entertainment. You're gonna watch it to see exactly what they've been showing us for decades now. And it's important to know your enemy. Exodus chapter 23, verse two. Do not be a follower of the majority for evil and do not respond to a grievance by yielding to the majority to pervert the law. And that's what it is. The Mosiah even told us not to be a part of the majority rules, especially when the majority is wicked. If the majority is partaking in evil, why would you follow the majority? And that's what we see today. People are going to go along with anything, no matter how much you've warned them of. They may know deep down in their soul that what you're telling them is true, but they look to the left, the right, and they see their other family members, other friends, other colleagues, basically pressuring them into wickedness, and they can't help but follow. I mean, they can help, but they'd rather follow. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 through 20. I call heaven and earth today to bear witness against you. I have placed life and death before you, blessing and curse, and you shall choose life so that you will live, you and your offspring. Verse 22, love the Most High your God to listen to his voice and to cleave to him, for he is your life in the length of your days, to dwell upon the land that the Most High swore to your forefathers to give them. And that's, that's what I said. Life was made to be as simple as possible. The Most High gave us free will to choose our sides, but the Most High stated, if you want to live prosper, prosperous in this world, you will follow my ways so that you may live. If you don't follow the ways of the Most High, you're not going to make it, especially in these days ahead. It's just plain and simple. It's the Creator. How are you going to argue against the Creator? How are you going to go toe-to-toe with the Creator? Isaiah chapter 1 verse 28 but calamity awaits rebels and sinners together and those who forsake the most high will perish that's what we've been trying to show our family our friends those in our lives we live that way 
we, we had nothing but calamity. I had nothing but calamity the vast majority of my life. Anxiety, confusion, depression, stress, fear, worry, tension. That's calamity. What else do you think that is? It's because I was a rebel. I was a sinner and I was forsaking the most high at points in my life. And that's why I'm so adamant on warning those in my life about the pitfalls of it because it's not going to do you any good it's not going to help you it's not going to serve you and that's what we're really at right now Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 woe to those who speak of evil as good and of good as evil who make darkness into light and light into darkness they make bitter into sweet and sweet into bitter that is your big brother that is your government that are, those are your leaders your experts your your entertainers your celebrities that's exactly who we're dealing with these are your enemies they're not they don't have your best interest at hand and if you still think that these people care for about you i don't know what to tell you you're in some kind of dreamlike state and you need to wake up to reality isaiah chapter 5 verse 21 woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and in their own view understanding you know that's really what we're in. We're in a in a in a society where people are are doubters, deniers, naysayers, regurgitators, repeaters. They think that they're wise because they memorized something that their government told them. They think they're wise because they believed in the lies and they partook in the foolishness. They think they're wise and they're wiser than you because you you refuse to allow your soul to be captured. But they don't know where that's taking them. As I, Isaiah chapter 13, verse 11, I will visit evil upon the earth and upon the wicked their iniquity, and I will end the pride of the wanton and bring low the haughtiness of the mighty. That's exactly what we're witnessing today. People and establishments being brought low right before our eyes being destroyed and it's only going to get worse from this tier on out there's no way that we're returning to any type of normalcy there's none people will see very soon that they should have listened to the warning of the righteous Isaiah chapter 48 verse 22 but there is no peace for the wicked said the most high they have no peace there is no peace of mind for them how could there be All they have is calamity. All they have is stress and fear and the unknown. Isaiah 58, verse 11. Then the Most High will guide you always. Sate your soul in times of drought and strengthen your bones, and you will be like a well-watered garden and a spring of water whose waters never fail. That's what the Most High does as far as protection of the righteous. When you seek the Most High, you will be prepared for all scenarios, all situations, and you will never be failed. That's it. The Most High doesn't owe us anything. But the Most High loves us when the Most High created us. And just Most High gave us just very, very small instructions to follow so that we may live. And the Most High even went as far as saying, you have free will to do so. It's not like these big brother 
these governments that force you to do stuff. The Most High has never forced anyone to do anything. Nothing. And the most the Most High is going to give you is a spirit which may lead you, but you still can deny that spirit, that gut instinct. You have a choice. Everybody has a choice. But not in Babylon. There's no choice. You're forced. You're destroyed. You're killed. You're hurt. In the system. But people want the system more than they want righteousness. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 22. For my people are stupid. They have not recognized me. They are foolish children and they are not discerning. They are wise at doing evil but know not how to do good. And that's the level that we've gotten to in this system. Honestly. That's the level that we're in right now. Ezekiel chapter 30 verse 12. I will make the rivers dry and deliver the land into the hand of evil people. And I will make the land and all that fills it desolate by the hand of foreigners. I the most high have spoken. And that's, that's the reality that we live in. That's what we live in. The lands are inhabited and controlled by evildoers. 100% all the way in. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 8 through 9. If I say of a wicked person, wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak up to warn the wicked one concerning his way. He is wicked and will die for his iniquity, but I will demand his blood from your hand. Verse 9, but you, if you did warn the wicked one concerning his way to repent from it, but he did not repent from his way, he will die for his iniquity, and you will have saved your soul. And that's just the, the truth. That's our duty, is to warn those in our lives so that they may live. But that their blood is not on our hands. Ezekiel chapter 33 Verse 19, And if a wicked person turns back from his wickedness and acts with justice and righteousness, he shall live for his acts. And that's the honest truth. They shall live for their acts that they turn away from the wickedness. That's why you are blessed if you woke up today because the Most High has given you an opportunity to repent and get back and get right and choose life so that you may live. It's that simple. Amos chapter 5 verse 10. They despise the one who admonishes by the gate, and the one who speaks purely they detest. What did I say about how they feel about the righteous? Regardless of their, their family members, how are they going to feel about the righteous? They don't like that mirror being held up. They don't like looking at that reflection. They don't like hearing the truth. The truth bothers them. The truth doesn't sit right. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 12 Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a city with iniquity. And that's where we're at. That's how these systems have been set up by man. Bloodshed. Iniquity. And people still love it. Psalm chapter 34 verse 17 face of the most high is against evildoers to cut off their memory from earth and that's really all it is you're only going to be able to enjoy this wicked system for what's left of it and then your memory and your life will be cut off from existence 
That's literally where we're going right now, brothers and sisters. There's no going back to anything. Psalm chapter 92, verse 8. When the wicked bloom like grass and all the doers of iniquity blossom, it is to destroy them till eternity. But we must remember that people still have an opportunity to change if they want it. Psalm chapter 146, verse 3. Do not rely on nobles nor on a human being, for he holds no salvation. No one can save you in these days, not one person. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 27. Do not deviate right or left. Remove your foot from evil. And that's what we're supposed to do as righteous. We're supposed to remove ourselves from any wicked ways. Plain and simple. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 3. The innocence of the just will guide them, but the corruption of the faithless will despoil them. So when you're being righteous and you're being truthful and you're being honest and you're walking with the Most High, you will be guided. But if you're being wicked, you will be led to the slaughter. That's that's what's happening right now. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Pride precedes destruction and arrogance comes before failure. People's pride is what's going to lead them to the slaughter. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 4 through 5. Those who forsake the Torah praise the wicked, but the keepers of Torah contend with them. Men, verse 5. Men of evil will not deserve the inevitable judgment, but those who seek the Most High will understand all. And that's where we are, brothers and sisters, in this time. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 12. If a ruler hearkens to falsehood, all his servants are wicked. And that's it. That's if you love this Babylonian system, you are just like it. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 27. A man of iniquity is the abomination of the righteous, and one who walks an upright path is the abomination of the wicked. Righteousness is an abomination to the wicked, and wickedness is an abomination to the righteous. It's like oil and water, and we don't mix. That's why we warn the wicked. Because we too used to be wicked, most of us who are righteous. Time is of the essence. A warning to the wicked. May the Most High bring calamities, strife, and iniquities upon you. To those who curse me, my family, and are aiming to retaliate against me for exposing them. To those who hate the Most High and His righteous men and women, along with the creation. To those who trick or mock the Most High's righteous men and women. To those who want to see me lose my career, my livelihood, my health, my finances, 
or even my life. May the Most High do unto you tenfold. May the Most High put a curse upon you and eradicate you and your entire family seed and lineage. May you no longer inhabit the earth, for the Most High speaks through me. I'm here to do the righteous work. Therefore, I will send a curse upon those who wish for my downfall. Peace and blessings to all of the righteous men and women of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High, and to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled, and may you have peace of mind all of your days, along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High, and the Most High only. Shalom. Thank you.